Buenos dias. What a year and a half of work does, I tell you. <laughs> Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you all thanks and praise for this moment in which we have the privilege of coming before you to listen to your word. We ask, O oh God, that your Holy Spirit may illuminate all of our being so that we may receive your word and become doers of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I also want to extend my congratulations to Tyler and Julie. I also have to say that I uh, have to take this moment of privilege to say that I came in fourth <laughs> in my category. That would be the male 30, ages 31 through 40 category. <laughs> Which, if we would have had 50,000 participants, that would have been pretty impressive. But in my category, there were actually a total of five. <laughs> but I'm going to take it. <laughs> I am going to take, and my kids did some medals for me, and I have them proudly hanging on my wall already in my office. I've looked at them several times already. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm glad I ran uh, that race. It was indeed a, a great event where a lot of people came together uh, and put in a lot of hard work and to uh, bring in community and be community together. And. I was also glad that I ran it because even though I barely made it across the, the finish line, actually, full disclosure, Pastor Nate, Pastor Nate finished like a minute and a half before I did, but he was chilling on the side like, yeah, I do this every day. <laughs> and I was about to start wa uh, walking when I turned the corner in the parking lot and I saw Pastor Nate there, I cannot quit now. <laughs> My boss is right there. But I definitely needed to uh, burn some calories. I mean, the caloric intake had been substantial in the previous 48 hours, as I'm sure it was for many of you. And it was, Thanksgiving is quite a, a day for us, and as many holidays are, right? But this one in particular, as we were getting ready for the meal, as Gesseling and I were getting ready for the meal, which means that Gesseling was doing all the cooking and I was just sitting there. Um, there was a lot of memories that were being shared. We were sharing a lot of stories, and it's incredible what this does, the amount of connections that they are for a day like this, or at least sharing them. Uh, just in the simple fact of remembering where she got the recipe she uses for the turkey and how that came about, the family member that shared it, where we were when we first tried that recipe and what happened in our first Thanksgiving as a married couple. And she went off, she loves to host and she loves to cook. Uh, and so she was asking a lot of close friends uh, for recipes for macaroni and cheese and meatballs and all this other stuff. And it was great, by the way. Um, but it was really fascinating to be connected not only to family members 
uh, and friends that are close, but also those that are farther away, those that have that still are a part of our lives and others that were part of a season of our lives. And, and as we continue to eat and share different stories, we also remember those that are no longer with us. So the, this experience of holiday celebration uh, had a number of connections. It reminded me in particular the, the great banquets, if you will, uh, that in my grandmother's house. My grandmother had 14 kids, and it felt like each kid had another 14 kids. There were many of us that would go to the house, and you may have heard me say this before, but that's why it is not hard for me to believe that Jesus fed 5,000 with just some fish and two pieces of bread or something like that, because she only made one pot of food, in my view. But there is food, people coming through that house throughout the entire day, and all of them left home happy. And it's funny because my family, being as big as it is, we have a lot of people that are very different from each other. They have the good ones, the bad ones, the this, that, the, the other, the ones that live in that part of town, the ones that live in that part of town, the ones that speak only English, the ones that speak both, the ones that speak only Spanish. I mean, there's a bunch of differences. Yet, through the celebration of those meals, through coming together and sitting at table, There's a sense of connection, there's a sense of belonging, there's a sense of being equal to to one another. It is probably one of my greatest examples that I have experienced of what it means to show love to one another. In today's scripture, Jesus was sharing a special moment with his disciples. No, he had not run a 5K the day before. No, he was not probably preparing a Thanksgiving meal, although there was Thanksgiving to be made. There was a, problem, uh, uh, there was a very special moment there. We know it as perhaps the Last Supper. John's take on it is a rather extended one. It starts off in chapter 13, and you would think, well, this is about to end. In the Last Supper, Jesus is being crucified the next chapter. But the crucifixion, according to John, doesn't happen until 19 chapters. uh, uh, Chapter 19, sorry. So it takes him a little bit to kind of do the the last part of his ministry. It's almost like when a, a pastor is revving up the crowd and preaching, and he or she says, and in conclusion, and you're ready for that last part, Yet he or she continues to preach for another 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> kind of like that. So in conclusion. <laughs> but Jesus is sharing these moments. And they had shared many of these moments, right? It wasn't the, uh, the first time that they had shared a meal together. It wasn't the first time that they had broken bread and been together. They had spent m- countless hours and time together going through different places, preaching the good news, doing miracles, uh, um, restoring those that were lost, and, and bringing together many different people. But Jesus felt it necessary because he had already let them know, hey, I'm leaving. I'm, and where I'm going, you guys can't quite go yet. So Jesus tells them some instructions to kind of live this faith out a little more intentionally. And to be able to understand the words of Jesus, we have to kind of take a a fuller context of what's going on. Because 
the words in and of itself, Jesus telling his friends will love one another, that's not new for them, is it? They've heard it before. That's part of Deuteronomy and Leviticus. Love the, the Lord your God with everything you have and love your, the neighbor as yourself. You know these words. That's simple, isn't it? The nuance is that Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. And that's where the big difference is here. Do we ever understand that we have to look what happens just before this scene that we are reading? It is known, we may know of the scene as the, the washing of the feet. Uh, when Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, we often celebrate this, or many churches celebrate this on Monday, Thursday, during Holy Week. And quite honestly, it is a rather weird thing, isn't it? Some churches do it. Other churches kind of adopt it and wash hands instead. Other churches just mention it, but don't quite do it on that day. But it, I mean, it's quite a thing if you think about it. Who wants to wash feet? I barely wash my own feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I really do wash my feet. Totally kidding. But it is quite uncomfortable. Yet, yeah, even in this discomfort, there's a sense of deep connection or, or a, a, a deeper connection than you would over, otherwise have with this person. Not only was Jesus trying to establish a deeper connection with his disciples, but he was also trying to uh, give an example, I would argue, about what it meant to love others. Because he was putting this leader, this rabbi, this person of authority was now humbling himself, putting himself in the position of servant. That didn't happen, if any, if, if not often. But Jesus was saying with his actions what it meant to love one another. That to love one another, one had to be in humility. To put yourself in a position of going beyond whatever perceived differences there may be, going beyond whatever societal norms may keep each other separate, but bringing those together through acts of humility. That is what I would argue Jesus was trying to say. And if we fast forward a little bit after the, the, the passage that we have read, we have on one side the washing of the feet through acts of humility, and on the other side, we have the scene of the crucifixion. Which is the ultimate image of sacrifice. Of Jesus committing himself to the call of God on his life. To the extent of being crucified on a cross. Being, bringing a sense of commitment to God and a commitment to his disciples. And saying, this is how you are to love one another. In humility and in sacrifice. Jesus is essentially flipping the script on disciples and, and saying, this is not normal. The type of love that I'm trying to express to you and show to you is not one that you experience necessarily just internally in my heart. But it is one that pours out into the world. It is one that connects us with each other in a deeper way. 
It is one that pushes us beyond our own comfort. It is one that makes us sacrifice certain things that we would otherwise want. Because there is indeed a bigger message here. A bigger projection because ultimately, it isn't really about us, is it? It's about the God that we represent. Now, I think I've seen that throughout this month. I think I've seen that in many different ways throughout the month in which we have dedicated ourselves to as a church and together with four other churches to commit to serving God and serving our neighbors to show God's love. There have been, di- been different acts that, have, that you all have been a part of, different opportunities of service and connection where the deeper connection happens. It, it can happen in a slight way. I remember the first, we kicked off the month and uh, uh, Jen Morris, uh, who works here, uh, was with us. The staff was doing a project in Baldwin Center and we were organizing some things and the person helping us uh, coordinate the work told us, well, we like to carry, uh, to gather as much deodorant and toothpaste and toiletries like that as possible because that is what is needed the most. And it was like a light bulb that went off in in Jen's mind. And since then, she had a little box in front of her office, and she's taken it anywhere she's gone. And people have brought in many things uh, to be able to share, and she'll be taking that to the Baltimore Center. So that may be simple, but there is a deeper connection that happened there, that she felt the need to do that, not only by herself, but with her family. This week, Pastor Nate has mentioned that we'll be hosting South Oakland Shelter. It'll be the second time in this year. We usually host in, in May alone. But it'll be a great, it has been and it will be a great opportunity for us to humble ourselves and sit down with neighbors. Not just with the homeless, but with neighbors, with guests. And it's a really cool opportunity because on the one hand, sure, we're serving them. But on the other, and this is where the power, I think, happens, is that we're sitting at the table with our friends. Where it is not just us and then they're over there, but there's a sense of connection, there's a sense of equality. We are in this together. Those are acts of humility. Those are acts of sacrifice that move us beyond our comfort zones to remind us that we are in this together. That we are committed, if we say we love God, we love God in a way that connects us to one another. In a way that goes beyond whatever boundaries or differences there may be. It unites us together, yes, as we also draw closer to God. Because as Jesus says, this is the way that we are called, that this is how the world will know who we are. This is how ultimately the world will know who you represent. In the way in which we show God's love through acts of humility, through acts of sacrifice, so that the world may know that we are God's.
So friends, as we, when we show God's love, it connects us in such a way that it brings down differences. And it makes us possible to show who Jesus is. When we show God's love, we show it in a way that it shows the humility that connects us deeply, going beyond anything that separates us. When we show God's love, we sacrifice who we are. Because there is one greater than, than we are that we're pointing to. Friends, as we seek to live out our faith and show God's love in the world throughout this week and beyond November, let us do so with the humility and sacrifice first shown to us in Christ. Because it is when we show God's love to each other, when we show God's love to the world, that we point out the God that, ser that we serve and how God loves us all. Amen.